What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we bring entertainment with thoughts and ideas that stimulate identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson. With me is Kyle Entman and Logan Eaton. My good bros, what's cracking? Hey, hey. Thanks for having us again. Welcome to be here. What really up? glad to be here again. Tim Brokaw. <laughs> yeah. Great opportunity. I'm really welcome to be here, too. I'm really happy to be here, too. <laughs> You're welcome and happy. And I'm happy that you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Well, today I thought we'd talk about getting sold. Getting sold on who you are, why you are, and your ability in God. When we talk about getting sold, I mean, what, what, what does that make you guys think about? Getting sold on who you are. You got that one, Logan? The first thing that popped into my head was a, just a fruit stand. Mm. Fruit stand. Yeah. What, what's what, maybe what, that has parallels? I what, don't know. what kind of fruit is in it? I, I just saw the fruit, maybe a tomato. I just in, saw in a fruit, fruit stand. I just saw, yeah. Is I a just, tomato a fruit? Uh, there's a there's a, a widespread uh, cultural mm. phenomenon. We there's hypocrisy, a lot of about science, this constantly. A lot of science <laughs> yeah. out there. It's like an, it's like an avocado. Is an avocado fruit or vegetable? I don't know, but they're really good. I don't know that, yeah. The soft stuff on those <laughs> avocados <things> or <laughs> tomatoes. I like avocados, mm. tomatoes are all right. So you're talking about being sold on who you are, who you are. Yeah. And your vision, your purpose, identity. Yeah. Like having confidence in yourself. Yeah. Enough to take action. Right. On what you see on who you are, even if nobody else is going with you. I can relate to that. Can you relate to that? Yeah. Yeah. And what arena? How do you relate uh, to that? <laughs> give it to us. So, can we just talk about the fruit stand? <laughs> like a metaphor? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, uh, um, so yeah, sometimes sometimes you, I guess I've realized in people that I know, I, I, I when I'm communicating things that I want to do or things that I'm thinking about, it just doesn't, it doesn't click with them. So you feel like you're, mm. you feel like you're, I don't know, you can feel lonely sometimes if nobody's kind of understanding what you want to do or where you're going. And, uh, so yeah, I think selling yourself has to do a lot. For me, the first thing that comes to mind is confidence, just having mm. confidence in yourself. Cause you can't sell yourself unless you're confident in who you are and what you're actually selling. Mm. So nobody ever buys from somebody that's not sure what they're selling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think is, this works. Is that a tomato or is it an avocado? <laughs> Well, I think I found this in the... Uh, <laughs> and then they realized they've been tricked. This is organic. <laughs> yeah. Found it in the dumpster. Confidence. That's what I think yeah. about. Mm. And sometimes it's lonely if you're, if you're doing crazy stuff. Do you feel lonely? I don't. Oh. Sometimes I have before, maybe. Before I have. Mm. Nice. Just depends on how crazy you are. It's okay. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy can be a good thing, you know? Take some craziness to do big things. Sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Make the moves. And if people are on the same mental wavelength, sometimes it's just like they just, people just don't understand or you just can't connect with some people yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I get that. Mm. So sometimes selling yourself can be hard, I think. Selling yourself on yourself? Sure. Or selling yourself to somebody else? Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this concept of being sold um, is one I was thinking about with uh, David and Goliath. But in particular, the conversation that David had with uh, King Saul. So 
on a whole, Israel and the Philistines were kind of camped out in front of each other for 40 days. And every day Goliath would come out. He's nine feet tall, big and ugly. And um, he'd come out and he's, you know, he's like, just send one person over here, you know, to fight me. And then if he wins, you know, you guys win. If we win, we, you know, we win, whatever. <clears throat> well, nobody showed up, right? No, nobody would step up to the line. In fact, every day he would come out, he would, he would approach the Israel Israel's army's line, battle line, and they would kind of run in terror. And so for 40 days, this has been going on. All right, well, David gets sent because his brothers are there. His dad sends him with some provisions and some stuff for their commanders and whatever. And so David shows up and uh, is talking to his brothers. This Philistine comes out, Goliath comes out, gives his, his same old pitch, and, you know, the people are running in terror. You know, and David's like... What was what's happening? And so at the same time, here's these people behind him. They're talking about, he's like, man, you guys, you guys know about, you know, what the king's going to do for the guy who will kill him. He's like, he's going to give him wealth. He's going to make his family tax exempt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never yeah. paid taxes. <laughs> yeah. And you get the king's daughter. Interesting. So, so David hearing Dang. that seeing the Philistine is like, who the freak does this guy think he is? This uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of God. Yeah. All right. Well, this is interesting because his, his attitude brought about his speech, right? And so it was that speech then that somebody else, somebody heard it and told the king what David had said. David's and, speech. Yeah. Of like, who is this guy? Right. <laughs> Which is fascinating. They've been there for 40 days, right? Everybody's becoming numb with fear. And so here's David who shows up and the, he gets pissed essentially. And so he gets brought to the king, which is mm -hmm. fascinating because that means that there's nobody else there with that kind of mentality or attitude. All right. So David gets brought to the king and David speaks first and he says, he says, don't let anybody lose heart anymore. He says, I will go and kill this guy. And so, you know, you just think about this process of being sold on who you are, why you are, and your ability in God. So here's David, this young boy who came to bring his brother's food, sees this nine-foot warrior come out where all the men are like cowering in fear in Israel. And he sees this guy and he's like, who the frick does this guy think he is? All right. So he approaches Saul, says, dude, nobody panic. I got this. Mm -hmm. Saul says, dude. There's no way you're a, you're a little child. He says, this man has been a warrior since he was a child, right? So Saul just flat out says, it's, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. So it's at this point, right, where you got to be sold. You got to be sold on what you can do because he just says, I have the solution. Saul says, no, you don't. <laughs> David says, let me tell you a story. Okay. Right. He says, so he's pulling on his past experiences. He says, no, no, no. Look, I was a, I'm a shepherd. I watched my father's sheep. And when a bear and a lion would come take a sheep and run off with it, I went, grabbed the sheep from its mouth. Then the animal turned on me. I grabbed it by the hair and struck it and oh, killed wow. it. Jeez. I mean, you think about even that process of taking a small sheep out of the mouth of a bear or a lion. I mean, you're right up in the grill. Mm -hmm. And then for that thing to turn on you, I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're in very close proximity. He grabs it by the hair, like 
on its head. I, I'm imagining anyways. He grabs it by the hair, which means danger close, right? Yeah, right. He strikes it and kills it. And he says, God who delivered me from the paw of the bear and the lion will also deliver me from this Philistine. I like that. So he's kind of pulling on those past experiences of being like showing his strength in those regards. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But just this concept, right, is, is one, he has these past experiences, but it's these past experiences that causes him these experiences of taking action. Even when nobody else was around, I mean, you, you could think about the value of a sheep and then the value of David. He's out there watching his father's sheep. I mean, is your father more concerned about the one sheep getting carried off by a bear or is he more concerned about you? But David, with responsibility and apparently ditching fear altogether, goes and grabs the sheep out of the animal's mouth. Yeah, so, I mean, when you guys... Think about that story. I mean, what what does that does that do anything for you? Is there some relatability or some uh, some oomph that comes out of that? Well, I, for me, I mean, it's like, wow, that kid had some uh, some cojones. Yeah, you know? some gonads. Yeah, I mean, I jeez. Yeah, I um, I, I think look uh, looking at some of the past. Thank you. The past experience if I had like. Um, thinking of situations where um i've come really close to like um you know being a lot worse off than i could have been and i like had the strength and got through those situations even to become stronger learning through them and that's how i can relate i was never um you know with the animal stuff but um, you never grabbed a lion yeah by no the i know no it. i never was that <laughs> brave but i'll tell you what i've been in some situations where um you know just my personal story where i thought i'd never make it out of there or i look back and i'm like wow that something was what did you say that god had his eye on david while he was doing this yeah yeah so kind of pulling on those past experiences and be like, wow, you know, you meditate on those sometimes, and that helps kind of formulate your game plan for conquering the stuff in front of you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, do you, would you say, like, your past experiences, like the, the habits that you broke and the new lifestyle you created, I mean, does does your, that all happening inside of God, but do you do you use that? Like, as you think about the future, be like, no, no, I did this. Mm -hmm. So I can do this. Yeah. And we talked about last time about not defining yourself by your past failures, which is, I think is important too. like not being like, oh, man, I didn't do that last time. So I, I definitely can't do it this time. But it's also important to meditate on like this happened and it went exceedingly much better than I thought it was going to happen. So looking at both not dwelling on the possibilities of failure, but um, looking at and realizing the strong possibilities of success and even more success than you even even dreamed of. You know, I even mean like you you successfully mm. changed your lifestyle, yeah, and your life, right? So that the process that 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 you went through is a victory of becoming who you wanted to become, mm -hmm. and so it's like you, that experience then has weight. It's mm -hmm. like, I did that. I can do that again. Mm -hmm. Here's this next goal. Here's this next thing I want to do. And I can do that because of, you know, and 
and you say, no, I mean, here, here's proof where I've done it before. Proof, yeah. That's, that's where you use that over the past experiences over of the past failure experience. of yeah. this and that. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Logan? Yeah, I agree with all that. I, I know I could, I could probably pick out some times where it's the same thing. You, you, uh, go through some stuff, learn from it, get better at it. And you can take on more stuff. But I think it was, it, what popped into my head was like, um, so we've all, we've all been through stuff like that. That's prepared us for different stuff and, mm-hmm. and taking on more different things. And I think it's, it's interesting that Dave, I think if, 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 like a year ago or two years ago, I would have thought that was like pride. If somebody questioned my ability mm. to to do something, I would have I would have thought, well, bringing up my past experiences and victories would be pride. But I, I think I think it, it, we just skew pride with so many different things. And it's like David was okay with saying, "No wait, right. I've done this before. I've I've done worse than this." Mm-hmm. Like even even being a, 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 even talking to someone in, in maximum authority like Saul. Mm-hmm. David yeah. still had the the confidence to be to be like, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. I've done worse than this. Let me do this. And and so yeah, I think I would have got that confused with, or I w- maybe you know a couple of years ago or back back in college, I would have thought that was you know if somebody had questioned my ability to to do something like that, I would have thought well, you know, saying that those things might be pride and I might not say it, and may never do anything great. But I think I just think the thing that popped into my head was that we get pride and humility skewed sometimes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yes what do you well, well do you have like a i mean if you had to define what is maybe what is actually pride and what is pride not <laughs> yeah do we have a Webster's Dude. Webster's dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I, I, I think uh, well I think I think th- like like uh, maybe a negative concept of pride is thinking too highly of yourself, mm. um, or giving yourself glory. Uh, David made it pretty clear that it was to God's glory that he did all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think I think then we think of humility sometimes as like degrading yourself almost yeah mm-hmm. so i i don't know I, I think in 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 right context or maybe the with the right definition pride's pride's important it, it kind of spurs on confidence and it mm-hmm. spurs on aggression to go tackle different things mm. take on different things and I, I i i guess i'm not saying it's like self-glorifying yourself right. yourself or yeah. glorifying yourself but you're saying like um you say that like pride in your work almost yeah like take like it like almost taking pride in those past mm-hmm. circumstances like I was able to do that through God. I was able to, to, right. to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was a win. I'm, it's okay calling that a win, mm-hmm. a victory. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, Paul Paul said it. He said, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember where. But he was talking about how essentially he's like, y- you, don't, you don't put yourself up against somebody else. I don't measure my success based upon your success, right? Like, you look at yourself correctly and then you – you judge between yourself. Miles says it like this, you know, when you, when you think about like success, right? So it's, it's not about, you never measure your sex, success upon somebody else. So he tells a story about how, um, he got the highest grade in class and he, he brings his paper to his mom and his mom is not happy. And he's like, but mom, I I got, I got the highest grade and he got like a a D he got a 64. He's like, she's like this because (laughs) 
this means everybody else is dumber than you. He's, you know, you don't, you don't measure your success by other people's failures, right? He's like, that, that doesn't speak to your potential. You have the ability to become more. So success is defined by what you did compared to what you could have and should have done. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was thinking about this, this misconception of uh, humility because I, like you said, like it, people think humility and it's like, okay, well, oh no, I'm not good. Or if people try to give you a compliment, they're you like, oh, this, it was Jesus. Right. You <laughs> yeah. have to stay like, um, kind of a confined version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Bill, Bill Johnson, he says, pe- people who say that he's like, oh, it was Jesus. He's like, it wasn't that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like you that. learn, learn to say thank you. It's it, learn to appreciate to it, value yourself, yeah. but it, it comes out of fear of thinking that I'm going to steal somehow steal glory from God or this, this mm-hmm. weirdness when all the while you, you are to bear the glory of God. Yeah. Like but that's it, the truth. That's the, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So, I mean, you think about love and you think about humility, dude, you have to be somebody who has identity to have, to be humble. <clears throat> if we're having a conversation and somebody's talking and they're like a total, D-bag. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Just someone you don't like. Well, but if, if, no, but if they're like full of themselves and they're trying to say, oh, you know, I'm better at this. And you're like, you know, inside you're like, (laughs) why am I sitting with this guy? Right. Well, it's, yeah. Like, who is this guy? (laughs) You can recognize, dude, you're young and you're immature. But so humility would be not smashing that guy, you know, with, with the truth of, Dude, let me show you what you actually look like in the mirror. Like that's humility, but you have the ability to to see the situation correctly because you have identity, right? Because you're secure in who you are. If you want to love your neighbor as yourself or love and bless your enemy, you have to be secure in who you are. You can't you can't be thinking you suck and you're weak and life is hard, right? You can't do those things and progress. So anyway, so Humility, if if humility was in the middle, like if it was a scale and you had the two extremes on the outside. So if you had humility, then you had like arrogance. And then um, on the other extreme would be identity crisis Mm -hmm. and uh, insecurity. So it's like, yeah, I think we we become so afraid of arrogance that we, we lean towards identity crisis and insecurity. And but then we but that's masquerading as humility. And that junk isn't okay. Because like you said, it's like uh, thinking highly of yourself is not arrogance. It's thinking too low of other people. That's arrogance. There's just, there's, there's value in understanding who you are and being able to look at other people for who they are and not judge yourself accordingly or look down on yourself Mm -hmm. because of their standing. Yeah. But you think about David, I mean, you, you can't have that kind of attitude and, and, and live in self-doubt. You know, you're not going up there. No, look, I killed the bear. I killed the lion. I'm going to kill this guy. He said, God will deliver me. But this is interesting. He said, the Lord delivered me from the bear and the lion, and he'll deliver me from this Philistine. For God to deliver him, he has to put himself in the situation. And he has to use his abilities to go kill this guy. He just believes that he will have the victory. Well, he believes it. Mm-hmm. And the proof of belief is his action. Because mm. not only does he say, does he sell himself on like, no, I'm going to go do this. Then he goes and does it. 
But what else is interesting is so Saul says, all right, go and let the Lord be with you. Then Saul puts his body armor on David, right? And he's got the helmet and it's like this stuff, you know, he's just a kid and he's wearing all this stuff. It's all heavy. But he, I don't know if it's just because the dude lives by himself, lives with sheep all day long. Like he, he just doesn't have this, uh, this insecurity or this, he's not confused about who he is, right? Which you can, which you can sometimes is, is the thing that's fostered when you're around these big groups, right? He wasn't confused at who he was. So he put on all this stuff, which make him, which made him look legit. Mm. He looked like a legitimate warrior, but he's like, no, nah, man, this, I can't. I can't move in this stuff. I need to move. I know what I'm capable of. So it's like, it's just interesting how he knew who he was and he knew what he needed to do to do what he said he could do. And it was not to look like this, like the, the typical warrior looked mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, then, but so, he says he's going to go do it, and then he goes and does it, right? He goes, he gets a stone, slings it at him, sinks into his head, falls, the Goliath falls down. Then David runs at Goliath, grabs a sword, cuts his head off, then picks up his head. And he, said, he said after he left, he delivered the head to Jerusalem, you know, like a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He went above and beyond. You got he went above and beyond. Here's what's it, it's it blows my mind, right? So for one, I don't understand why why Israel let Goliath dictate their terms. Right? Goliath came out and he was like, Hey, give me one man, you know, and I'll kill him. Why didn't Saul and the army just go kill him and kill everybody else? Like, why are you letting the enemy dictate your terms, right? Like, you don't have to do that. But two, it's like if David didn't show up, I mean, how long would those guys have been there? Just sitting there. Yeah. Right, in the fear you talked about. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Until somebody showed up who knew who they were, knew who God was, was like, there's no way this guy should stand in opposition against God and his people. I'm going to go get this guy. So nope. David had the identity with who he was in God, and then he made the actions based upon his confidence in God and looking at his prior things that he amply accomplished. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool. No, that's cool. Yeah. So when you think about getting sold, then getting sold on who you are, why you are and what you're capable of, right? Your potential. Like, how do you, how do you get sold? Like, what do you guys do? You know, you guys both have, visions and mm -hmm. dreams of taking action like what are you guys doing to to keep yourselves moving forward to to keep the belief cooking even while you're still just working it out trying to figure it out but yeah. you're still like no i'm gonna friggin yeah. get it what do you what do you what do you guys do well um for me like you know i joke it's a, like a cultivation process like i wake up and i you know have my routine in the morning um but my thoughts my thoughts are trying to gear towards away from, oh, you know, I got to work again to get a paycheck or I got to do it for this reason. I try to change it to, okay, what can I do today? Who can I, you know, what connections can I make? 
how can I work towards mm. my vision? That's how my thoughts try to center on now. And um, as I go about my day, when like, you know, maybe that self-doubt comes up um, or I've never done something before, um, I try to face everything now and do it versus the old me might have ran from it more and, oh, I've never done that before, so why should I try that? I can't try that. Oh, no, that, what, what if this happens? Instead of, I've gone, what what if, what if, and you can either choose, you know, either something good's going to happen or something bad's going to happen. I mean, I think too, we have a propensity to pick, you know, go towards that, the bad, the negative, oh no, this bad stuff's going to happen. So I've tried to just like kind of listen to that voice inside of me that just says, you know, just do it. Um, Mm. So I try to make each day kind of that, um, you know, tilling the soil and seeing what task I can accomplish this day um even if it's just meeting one person or having one conversation that i consider that um a success and doing things i'm uncomfortable with doing that's how i try to propel through my my day Mm. i like it thank you what do you think logan yeah um uh, three things came to mind i guess so like fruit stand <laughs> three things <laughs> three yeah. things came avocados to mind. tomatoes three and things came to mind but i forgot the question <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'd say it's just a mixture of, of all that so moving was one um ignoring was the second one and asking was the third one it's, mm. it's kind of things that i find myself doing a lot so like moving would be like just doing anything that you can do to get one step closer. Mm. So reading something, watching something, even just telling yourself something or seeking out, I guess, who, who God is in the Bible, figuring out an answer for yourself. Mm. And then ignoring, is, I guess, would be like just ignoring the things that you used to believe that you, you couldn't do this or it's not feasible to do that or... Um, I don't know, just ignoring the things that you might have believed to... That, that, that might have just turned you off of a mission in the past or, or uh, um, ignoring, I guess, maybe maybe the people that maybe had turned you off in the past or I don't know. Um, but it just seems like when you when you start moving towards something, then the, the opposition comes up that, that causes a need for a lot of ignoring, <laughs> a lot of ignoring <laughs> of the opposition. So mm-hmm. you start moving somewhere and then the old thoughts and the old voices start to come back or you start to hear even new ones that are, telling you, you know, don't go this way or, um, you know, you know, what is it going to look like? You don't even know what it's going to look like, or you don't even know if it's, you know, could it fail? Could it, could it be good? So just ignoring those things that are like, just trying to slow you down and then Mm -hmm. asking for this, just like asking for exactly what you want, um, or exactly what you need to carry out a mission or have influence or do Mm -hmm. something. Um, just being exact in prayer, I guess, exact and, and, and not being afraid to ask for it and, mm. and letting, uh, you know, if it, let, letting it, letting it just be that, just, just ask for it, but not, not wait for it, I guess. Mm. Mm. Ask for it, but don't, don't like, if there's anything that you can do in your power to go get it, ask for it and then move to go get it and, and figure out whether it's, you know, I guess whether you're, you're, uh, moving in the right direction or not, maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like the the act of seeking, yeah. Seeking isn't isn't a a sitting sport. Yeah, yeah. Asking for it and then just having faith that that if you're if if you're in the midst of seeking it, it's not supposed to be. You'll know. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like um, you know, you're talking about 
ignoring essentially the stuff that's trying to slow you down. Yeah, I had a, I wrote down on my board where I was kind of just getting all vision and plans up and it's just something I can't keep working on and whether it's for like the next week or whatever. But anyways, one of the things that, one of the phrases I got up there is don't even think about dragging your feet because the, the, the concept that I, that I embraced and committed to was take a bite bigger than you can chew and then do everything it takes to hit the target, to, mm -hmm. to, to achieve what it is you set out to do. So in that mentality, it's like, don't even think about dragging your feet. Like just show up. Like that, that's been the biggest thing is just show up. And I find with this repetition of showing up, you, you build the stamina to the point where it's like, you, you don't, you don't think about the crap you have to ignore anymore. It's just like you, you, it's through this experience of showing up where you're like, no, no, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going, where I used to might, I used to would have thoughts of like, you know, you'd pull on some past experience where it's like you, you went to try to do something. And it was really hard. Like your creative juices were, were, were dry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So instead of believing that I'm going to run into a hiccup, I'm like, no, everything that God has called you to, he's also given you the ability to accomplish. All right. That doesn't mean it's without, it's void of work, but it, it means that you have the ability to achieve it. So you go with a certain perspective mm -hmm. of I'm going to win. And then you go and do everything it takes to win. But it's that. It's the mentality, right? That David mentality is like, who the freak is this guy trying to tell us who, mm -hmm. what, we're, what our life should look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you think the Israelites had didn't have the right perception of who God? Because if they did have the right perception of who God was, it wouldn't have been such an issue. Mm. Yeah. Well, I still don't understand why they let Goliath set the terms of war. Almost like they didn't really even know they themselves didn't even know who they were they were following or worshiping. Sure, right. Know, they all they saw was this. Then there wouldn't have been a problem. There all, shouldn't have been a problem. All they saw was this nine foot tall <laughs> beast of a man, and we're like, "Holy crap!" And he's he's dictating the terms. What are we gonna do? Instead of, I don't care what that guy says. Everybody, let's go and get into the battle. But instead, they were like, no, this obstacle is too big. Mm -hmm. It's too scary, you know? Mm. But when you think about, like, practically, right? Like, like how practically could we, could we take this, this topic, this idea, and apply it to life, mm. do you guys think? Very much practically. Yeah, Very yeah, much practical. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... <clears throat> So you're thinking about David and then, you know, you're visualizing that with the 40 uh, people behind him, just kind of, you know, in fear of, oh, we can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And um, living a life that your actions go into things versus and, and accomplishing things versus kind of being in the crowd of mm. of people who are second guessing things like that's what I choose to try to live my life like I don't want to be the action less person I want to be the more action more person yeah um, so I kind of use that when I see that because you 
Yeah, I at least I notice it. Um, I, I, you know, I go into crowds or I'll uh, even at my job. It's um, you know, people are they they doubt. You know, they second guess themselves. They might ask me questions, and um, you see, you can see doubt in people sometimes. And um, you know, I label that, and I and I'm able to. I don't know. For myself, it's just sure I have doubt, but I do the opposite action of I do the actions that get me out of that mm. or I'm going to learn something from it. I'm going to learn something. So that's the kind of attitude I go into it. But I think you can practice that everywhere you go, um, you know, at home or when you get out to the world out there. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you think about like um, maybe even somebody in the Israelite army, like how do you go from somebody who's standing there in the crowd scared mm-hmm. with everybody else to somebody who says this is stupid what the mm-hmm. f- why are we standing here yeah like, let's go freaking do something yeah. how do you how do you become that guy how do you become the guy that says let's go do something yeah uh, uh yeah i think uh uh <laughs> make that fruit stand <laughs> <Let> me, uh, <laughs> yeah start growing yeah. some tomatoes yeah how do you go from being the israelite that's scared to being david that Wants to get after it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think David probably had a lot of days out there where he, he was tending some sheep and w- ready to get after something, ready to, uh, I don't know. And I think coming in and maybe seeing an opportunity. Mm. Uh, I think it just, yeah, it takes, uh, you can't be afraid of responsibility or, or accountability. Ooh. Like it's going to take some effort to go step mm. out and attack this guy. Yeah. It's going to take me doing, it's going to take faith bigger than just waking up and being a normal soldier like mm. we were doing yesterday before this battle started. Mm-hmm. It's going to take more faith than just doing mm-hmm. being a, being a, a soldier in training and now it's going to take a lot more faith to go out and, and uh kill somebody that should beat the crap out of me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think uh I don't know. I, I think it just we kinda, maybe we kind of get faith mixed up a little bit like what what actually is faith? Ooh. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> I think it, I think it's uh, I don't know. Oh my gosh! Believe in believing in something that's that's impo- that that others would say impossible, or, or or having the right perception of who God is, mm-hmm. and then believing that He can do whatever it is that you're setting out to do, or or can help you come alongside you to do to help you do whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it just I think the accountability responsibility comes into mind, and then having having a crazy faith. Mm. And how do you develop a crazy faith? You just get sick and tired of not having mm. faith, not just you know getting steamrolled, getting being in the in the background and the self degradation, the loser <coughs> loser mentality, mm. <laughs> the old degradation. Not, yeah, I, th- I think you just get tired of of, of being in the. Uh, mm. um, I don't know. You get you get fed up with being in in the background, maybe or or. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sounds like I'm just. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I think you know when the uh, you know I know change um, or pain can be a, a big motivator, and pain comes in different ways. You know, emotionally, physically, um, and when you get like you said, you know, tired of just sitting around on the sidelines. It's, and yeah, it's watch, almost like death doesn't matter at that. Watching point. the watching stuff happen while you know you're you're in your head thinking about things you've wanted to do like but i don't care if this kills me yeah it's just this like, isn't right 
Yeah, like this just guy's do it. Taunting like, the, the army of God. Yeah, and David obviously had like, um, yeah, he had a real gung ho, you know, attitude, and you know he identified himself. He he knew his um, identity and worth. It sounds like versus maybe some of these. I, yeah, he knew who he was. Wor- he knew who he was worshiping. Yeah, and who he believed in. Yeah, like he had he had the right idea of who God was. So he stepped out and did it. I think. I think you, you you asked like, how do you get from the Israelite army to David? Yeah. I guess the I guess my answer then would, would then be you seek out who who you say God is. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, th- I think you guys you definitely hit hit on it with with one perspective. One perspective, which is a, a reality, is where you hit rock bottom, and it's like from that rock bottom, then it's like okay, it got so bad that I need to change, and that is absolutely one way that brings about change. But another way is being able to recognize it, but then take action on the way you're thinking, the way you're acting. Right. And so you're talking about faith, growing in faith and having this ridiculous, ridiculously epic, like unreasonable amounts of faith. Yeah. And I don't want to say like more, we need more faith in that point. I don't want I didn't want to give that impression either. Like it's almost like, uh, like, do you ask for more faith in that situation or do you just believe that you, what you believe. Mm. So faith comes from hearing and that of the word of God, right? So you're talking about like pursuing the knowledge of who God is yeah. right, in the Bible. Okay. So this, this is how you discover who God actually is, what he said, what he said, he is what he said we are. All right. So now this knowledge then brings about faith. It brings about the ability to believe in what he said. Now belief is proved through action. So belief is something that you conform to, right? So it, 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 it affects your perspective, the way you view life, the way you view yourself as situation, circumstance, right? This view then affects your priorities in life, what you think is most valuable. It affects your decisions, what you actually choose to do. So then it affects your actions and then your results. All right, so all these things, this is belief. It's when you conform to what God says about you. It's then your actions then are proof of what you actually believe. So like you said, you know, it's, it's not that like you need to, you know, get FedEx this. Or pray this. for more faith. Yeah, well, so, but faith comes from, it comes from hearing. It's like the truth of who God is and who you are and what's available to us and then getting into it. So it, faith, faith is using that knowledge. And if you don't know that, though, there's really no, there's really, you can't really have a, you really don't know what faith is then if you don't know who God is, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So the way to get that then is to seek out that knowledge. So knowledge plus application equals experience, right? So I just, I wrote an article about this February 1st. If you guys want to check it out, uh, daily cultivation on teambtransform.com. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about how to grow an experience. Well, Jesus in John 8, like 31 and 32, was saying, he said, if you guys obey my teachings, then you'll be my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. So he says, if you obey my teachings. So first you have to know what those teachings are. You have to know what he actually said, what he said about himself and what he said about God and what he said about you. you got to know what that is. Then he says, if you obey what I say, then you're actually my disciples, right? Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So 
through the knowledge, then the application of what you know creates experience. That's the, then you will know the truth, right? That's the experiential knowledge. You'll know the truth and that truth will set you free because as you apply the truth, you have faith, you take action upon what God actually said. So if you're justified, who I am, who God is, apart from what everything else looks like and what everybody else says, this is what God said he is and what I am. And I'm going to live my life based upon that. Mm -hmm. It's in that that you gain experience. It's in that that you have encounters. It's in that, that in that repetition, right? So you, you have knowledge plus application, which creates experience. You take that experience and you add more knowledge or you review your knowledge and now you have greater understanding. And this is how you become mature mm -hmm. and grow in skill. So a way to grow in faith, a way to become somebody who, who starts to hold ideas that are bigger than what they see around them is by getting into the truth. Mm -hmm. It's by getting into these things that talk about action, that talk about people who have done things that were absolutely crazy that everybody said, dude, you're a freaking moron. And no, because it's like you think about anybody, the people who made... Um, the light bulb, electricity, yeah. going yeah, to the there's moon. Some good stories about all that. You stuff. know what I mean? Like, every, yeah. you guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy to probably, make an airplane. Yeah, but they did. But they did it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because we get these thoughts, right? Like we were talking about those. Like last time we were talking about, we get the thoughts, and then it can be without the truth. I've learned it can be those can be smashed. You know, you can get that automatic. Nope, I can't do that. Now I'm more trying to cultivate. Why the heck couldn't I do something like that? Because, you know, like I said, I don't want to just live and just exist. You know, you can just exist. Sure, you can exist, but why not? Why not thrive, you know? But that does, going back, that requires that fundamental truth mm. and knowledge that I've been cultivating over the last probably year more than any, any time. Yeah, but I, the word cultivation is is the key, right? So it's it's like a word God speaks to you is full of potential. It's like a seed. It what what something starts out as is not all that it's created to be. So as you continue to think about it, you meditate, you marinate on it, right? You 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 it's in your imagination. You picture yourself with it. It's these things that then that truth begins to take root inside of your guts, and this is how you start becoming transformed by the renewing of your mind, you're taking that knowledge and applying it and you're becoming somebody totally different from somebody who just stands around with everybody else wondering like, what the, mm. like, yeah, this is what we do. We run and, and hide in fear. Like that's what we do. And David shows up and like, who is this guy? I'm going to go, I'm going to go kill this guy real quick. You guys just stay here. Right. He just shows up and says, guys, I got this. But so when you think about David's life, <clears throat> You know, I, you, you touched on responsibility. And I think that's something David had, right? He, he had a job where he was out working with the sheep. So he did what he was called to do. He was out there. He was working it. In that, he, he grew an experience because he was taking action. You get into the uncomfortable, which helps you, causes you to become. So that then, when you get into these situations, you're just like, your perspective is already set correctly. So when you, when you come into a group of other people who don't really know who they are, don't know who God is, you come in, you're like, why are you guys all, why are you guys just standing here acting like this? You know, you know, but you, you, you come and you start being somebody who brings about change. Mm -hmm. 
That's what happens when you have identity, purpose, and vision. Mm -hmm. This is the importance of getting sold on who you are and why you are. Because, you know, like you were talking about earlier, Logan, about like thinking that that, that would be pride if, 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 to think about yourself holding that much value where you could make that much change. But if, if you think that it's, it's illegal or a sin to think those thoughts of yourself, then you're never going to dream these dreams. You're never going to do these things that are, have massive change and massive impact. Mm-hmm. But then what? It's just Because then you just start thinking about it. So, well, then what's the point of life? I mean, it's like, okay, I could take action or I could sit here and watch TV, but it's like that I'm, I'm literally wasting away. That mm-hmm. just, that can't be all there is. Right. I agree. Doesn't take a lot of faith to exist. Just it takes a lot of faith to thrive though. Mm. Mm. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. You say in that spark that. The tomatoes? Who? No, Kyle. Oh, I said oh. something. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Good, Whoa, good. Man. You said something about 20 minutes ago. And okay. It just popped in. Okay. Good, good, good. Yep. Well, faith without works is dead, right? Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Yep. Support me on that. Yeah. Got to do it. Yeah. Got to do the works. Got to do the works. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I think just a yeah. couple practicals before we head out. You see, so you think about... Okay, so changing the way you think like in terms of like being in an environment where just even your own thoughts and your own perception of yourself is kind of like that. I just kind of let life happen instead of somebody who makes life happen or creates life in the environment. I think a couple things, uh, to get into, I totally lost my train. Of <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah, I almost did you? Lose <laughs> well, I think you're getting. I hope you're. I think you're maybe. Yeah. So we're talking about. Um, there, we're talking about um, identity, correct? You yeah, know, something so, like that. So, um, what mm. practical steps or leaving this um, tidbits can we take away oh. on forming that um, God? God identity that we're all are capable of having that we might not know exactly where to start with or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was thinking if, if there's, there's stuff in your life where you just, you complain about it, like you're, you're, you think about it and it's stuff that you've got to do, or it's just a part of your life where you're like, Oh my gosh. Right. Like everybody complains about it and whines about it. But what if you change the way you, you thought about it? Yeah. And we're like, instead of that being something that destroys me, I'm going to destroy it. Like I have the ability to get after it mm-hmm. and stay sane at the same time. Right. Like I, I, um, just even for me, there was the stuff I was getting into and I was like, man, I can't, I can't picture this as being something that's like an anchor that, that slows me down or drags me. I got to think about this as something that propels me forward. And it was that shift of thinking that totally changed you know, it changes my perception as I take action and continue to take action. I was like, no, this is something that propels me. It's going to propel me. It's going to propel me. And you just, you now it's, it's all about the, the possibilities. It's about the purpose, why you do it. You know, instead of being something that like, oh my gosh, this sucks. You just feel like, I can't believe I still have to do this or I hate doing this. Or you just keep picturing yourself failing. You can't differentiate that unless you know what you're going towards though. Right. 
Well, so knowledge brings about awareness. So hearing this is knowledge, right? This is going to start creating awareness where like there's already something, you know, that sparks in your mind of like, oh my gosh, that's something that like I don't want to do. But what if you did it anyways? Like you were talking about like, oh, that's uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway, mm -hmm. right? Like um, somebody was talking about how it's like, uh, you know, if you had to make a, a sales call or make, uh, or, you know, or like customer complaint or whatever. He's like, I would, he would just jump right on it. He's like, because the, 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 the more time you, you wait, the more room you grow for the more space you, you give for fear to grow. Mm -hmm. So he's like, if, if it's uncomfortable, he's like, that's a sign that I should go do it. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm scared, I'm gonna go do it right now. Like I'm not going to give it any time, but it's just that, that being okay, understanding that it's okay and actually vital to get into the stuff and lean into the stuff that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So one is become aware of how you think and understand that you're created to take action and to, and to win, to achieve, to become, to produce, to succeed. So view everything you do with that perspective. And then two, I think is get into the truth. You, you need to continue to cultivate. You need to create an environment, which is, this is what all day I keep it cultivated is all about. It's an environment that stimulates wholesome thinking that produces thoughts of vision, purpose, identity, and taking action. It's this environment that you continue to put yourself in. You put all this information in front of you, you just keep hearing it and it just stimulates these ideas, right? So now you're thinking of the future instead of dreading tomorrow you know, or just thinking about mm -hmm. the past. But now you've got this thing that you're thinking about all because you started to create an environment for yourself that produced thoughts that were bigger than your circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to be in that, to, to, to kind of be in that seeking and that, I don't know, learning and soaking all that stuff in because then you, you might get around somebody that is, um, I don't know, not seeking those same things is okay with just existing. And, and you just, you start to realize like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And sometimes you can even start to think like, man, am I, am I messed up? Am I, yeah, am, am I messed up? But when so many people around you are, are so content with just existing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and you can't be, yeah. and you start, you can start to think like, Oh my gosh, am I, am I, am I wrong? Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. too. And, but also on the flip side, um, you know, I think too, you, you can attract, you can attract people too who are certain people, to, yeah. And certain people do that will, will come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of right out there. You're like, hey, and they're like, oh, I had that, you know, thought and idea too. It's, or they're just tired of being average or just existing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's like, okay, I can relate to you and yeah, I want to go do great things too. Yeah. Yeah. And they seeing it. Yeah. Do great things together. Yeah. And that's that, that's that environment. But I totally, it's like, am I, am I the only one? I feel like I'm the only one saying these things. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one seeing these things, but yeah, but you're not. And that's, that's why, that's why this repetition of the truth is so mm -hmm. vital. Like, uh, on our website and part of all day, I keep it cultivated. Um, we have, I'm narrating books of the Bible. And so it's just, it, it's, it's this, this reality of, listening to the truth, to the Bible, what 
it actually says with volume and repetition, because it's this way that one, you're going to get context and two repetition is how you change the way you think. It's what stimulates wholesome thinking. It's, it's, it's this stuff. This is the stuff that you put in your mind when, when it's like you, you, you start to get those doubts or those worries. What do you do? You crank up the environment of glory, right? Mm. You start thinking, oh man, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you turn it on, man. You go, this is, this is why all day I keep it cultivated exists, right? We got daily articles, videos, podcasts, um, and the, the narrated audio Bible. All maybe a band someday. Logan's going to start sitting right now <laughs> on his fruit stand. Mm. But it's this environment that you keep because you need to get around like-minded people. And you need to talk about the things that you're planning on doing and the things that you're actually doing, right? You want to spur one another on to action, not just talk, but action. Yeah. But it, it's all part of the process. But it's that you 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 want to be real intentional about your environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the, your environment is what you feed off of and are nourished by this environment that you keep on a habitual basis. So, I mean, your, your self-talk, your, the thoughts you think, the feelings you feel. You want to make sure... That you're thinking about the things, feeling the way you want to feel, thinking about the things you want to think so that your mind and your body are all going in the same direction instead of you thinking, OK, well, I want to do this. But then you're like, I don't think I, yeah. I don't think that's possible. Right. You're getting pulled in two different directions. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's too um, important also, like for people listening to this, because, you know, it's no it's can be a very when you're in a conversation with a group of people, there is there's there we all know how to make you know, small talk and, you know, but I'm in the idea mindset of like, let's talk about some like meaningful stuff. Let's talk about where you're going and how to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know when you're around those people who maybe don't have those same interests or aren't, um, going that same direction, it's like, it's kind of draining. It's like, Hey man, like, you know, you're thinking all these. So I think it's important for people who might be like listening or have this to like know that there are people out there and, who want to to cultivate this stuff um you just gotta like look for them and and be that person who stands out like david like and be like look let's do let's let's not just chat let's do something about it you know yeah because so, that's it's no easier way to get up in your head and have those self-doubts like maybe i'm the you know the weird one because i'm thinking of all these doing these things but no one else wants to it's like no like go do that stuff you know, step outside your comfort zone. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Get sold on who you are in God and then go kill some mother freaking giants Whoa. on purpose. <laughs> yeah, slice their heads off. Come on. And deliver, Put them on a platter. Deliver them like Daddy's a hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people ended up following him. Uh, Did they? David, right? Or the head of Goliath. David, no, yeah, David, yeah, yeah. He became king. king. Of Israel, he yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's a good. That's a good part to know too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. My good peoples, that is us. Make sure you check us out at teambtransform.com. Check out all day. I keep it cultivated. Get in the movement. We are a people who live on purpose. Change the way you think. Change your life. Peace. Peace. BT. Yeah. <laughs>